Hey, everybody, it's this is Scooter. Uh, if you want to help the show, you can do. You can just use our Amazon link uh, when you do your holiday shopping. Sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon. Uh, that's the same Amazon link, uh, you know, same Amazon you always use. Just uh, gives us a little percentage of what you, uh, like a commission, same prices and everything. And that's a huge help. Sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon. And ladies and gentlemen, start your sleep timers because it's time for Sleep With Me Podcast, the podcast that puts you to sleep. That's a new, you know, sleep timer uh, teaser open. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. Uh, this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep we do it with a bedtime story all you need to do is get in bed turn out the lights and press play i'm going to do the rest and what i'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain whatever's got you tossing and turning whether it's uh, your body your emotions or your thoughts or your snoring partner or you know, no, no, you know, nosy neighbors, noisy neighbors, or newsy neighbors, you know, that are uh, watching the news, you know, too loud. I'm gonna try to take your mind off all those things. But tonight I'm gonna be talking about metastasis and Breaking Bad. But it'll take me a while to get there. When I get there, it'll be a little bit more uh, lulling and soothing than the show. You know, it'll take more. Uh, turns and it'll be way slower uh, and you know less exciting than the TV shows but I, I usually talk about the TV Colombian version first Metastasis then I talk about the cor- corresponding episode of Breaking Bad then I go back to Metastasis and I try to you know see what Spanish language lar- words I can learn and you'll notice my you know my English which I was raised speaking it's not quite up to snuff either, but that's, you know, it's part of a process of, uh, and it's funny, my uh, addiction addiction problems, you know, seem to fit like the perfect puzzle piece to lulling, soothing you to sleep. So, you know, we say, Jesus, you were born to do this, Scoots. Uh, as Bruce Springsteen has not said, you know, baby, I was born to bore, you know, B-O-R-E, not B-O-A-R. Because that would be weird and under most circumstances, unless you were a boar chef. And even then you say, well, that's a little bit, you know, that's a little bit braggy, don't you think? You were born to boar. Or if you were a boar that gained the uh, ability to speak, saying, baby, I was born a boar. You know, born to boar. If you say it without enunciation, as a boar might, if they suddenly learned how to talk. They say, baby, I was born to bore. And you say, excuse me, were you born to bore? And you say, no, 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 I was born a bore, believe it or not. And then I was, uh, this guy with this weird podcast, he used to have this obsession with uh, large colliders like the Hallidron, you know, the ones he can't pronounce. And when I was, I was just a baby, baby bore. And he said, hey, I got a sled. And there's a great snow hill right by one of these colliders in Switzerland. And I dug a hole. And he goes, they're trying to test in some neutrinos. And he said, you know, that was, he goes, well, don't you think that sounds like a good drink? Like, give me a side of neutrinos or, you know, 
or a new health beverage. Yeah, yeah, I'll have a glass of Neutrinos or a drink at a coffee. You know, give me a, a Frappuccino with a double, a double, a double shot of Neutrinos. And since I was a bore, I really just stared at the man because he, he did he did offer me a, a biscuit. So I didn't know what he was talking about. I just heard it. And then he picked me up, and we got in a sled, and I turned out boars. You know, as a baby boar, I really enjoyed sledding. But the next thing you know, I found myself, he, he, his tunnel uh, went, you know, we went down the sled hill through a tunnel. Unfortunately, he got a couple scientists on his sled by accident, went through the collider, and I was, you know, I did the old body swap with one of the scientists who's now a boar, but he ran away, so we don't know, we couldn't find him. And so, yeah, baby, I was born a boar, is a fact, not born to boar. And then the, at the, when they banned this guy, they banned me from Sweden, too. I don't know why. I was just learning a language, so I was staying close to this scooter guy. And they threw us out of the country. And then they, they, he, you know, he, he, they said they were doing it so politely. And so then, uh, Scooter said, well, Jesus, can I do something nice for you guys before you throw me out? And they said, like, what? And he said, well, let me tell you a little bedtime story. Uh, and that, that's how I learned to speak, believe it or not. So I'm taking over the podcast from Scooter. Sound exactly like him, but maybe I was born a bore. And, uh, by the way, sorry about that tangent there. I, I don't know what happened. I, I had stepped out and my new best friend, uh, what we calling you? Anyway, my, my, my best friend here was behind the mic. So I'm, I'm back. This is Scooter. And sometimes the podcast does that. It just goes off track. But the idea behind the podcast is that you can't think of two things at once. And I try to be, you know, I go on these little tangents or something happens and my, you know, they, 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 I just get distracted and I go, go on a little meander or, you know, I just, I hand the podcast off to uh, someone that sounds exactly like me, but used to be a bore. And who, how lucky am I to have a best friend? And, you know, if we ever did a musical about it. We could say, baby, we were born to bore, and it would be true, as long as, you know, the enunciation was right, and I don't know anything about musical or notes, but I think it's uh, syllables that can be good. Baby, we were born to bore, so my friend would be saying, baby, I was born to bore, born, you know, just making that extra born, like, you know, extra, you know, thing at the end of the born, born, I guess he'd be saying, and I'd be saying, baby, I was born to bore. And then luckily, this you know, we lost that scientist that was turned into a baby bore. Uh, but, you know, then we did some studies. We said, oh, no, 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 the brainstem of the bore was still bore brainstem. So it just went back to its mother. So that scientist is being raised as a bore. And that's a wonderful thing. And, and you know, Switzerland has some of the best bore treatment in the world. Uh, so that's a good thing. Don't worry about that. But so this is how the podcast works. You can't think of two things at once. So sometimes I'll be mildly amusing, somewhat entertaining. You know, you'll get thoughts of baby boar, non-bristled. You know, the, in Switzerland, the, the, they have the bristle-free boar types over there. So they're nice uh, nice boars. And I try to keep my boars as unbristly as I can. You know, my my, uh, 
my modern, at least, you know, my, my creaky, creaky dulcets are, they, they have a tiny bristle bit, but, you know, that's just to fuzz up your eardrums a little. So that's the podcast, you know, which is the thing, the thing is I want to send my voice and my intentions across the deep dark night and take your mind off of stuff. It's going to be a little silly, a little goofy. Uh, you might say that that behavior you just described was abnormal. I would say, well, I would say abnormal. It's just uh, over-enthusiastic about uh, colliders and neutrinos, yes. Uh, curious about uh, what, what curious poses I could strike with a, a baby boar and a scientist accidentally caught in my sled as we collide with a collider. I mean, I said, geez, I've dreamed about colliding with a collider. Uh, the problem is they really, as I found through my digging, they really reinforce the collision side of the collider walls. So, cause, so I've had inability, inability, not an inability, you know, to work up this speed and, and to do a surprise crash into a collider on the collision side. I can go with the collision as we did with the sled. I mean, I got off the sled. It was just a bore in the scientist, uh, you know, this experiment. I'm the uh, conductor. Uh, but one day I'll collide with colliders. I mean, I've collided with collider scientists in, you know, con- collider countries. And, you know, mostly that hasn't gone so great for me. And uh, he said, he said Newton, Newton, the last thing they said to me was Newton would not like you. And I said, Huey P. Newton? And then they said, get out, you know, don't come back. And I said, Edgar Newton, Fig Newton. And they said, can you say, can you, can you actually come up with some Newton jokes before you start cracking them? And I said, well, I'm not, I don't, that's not my style of humor. Mine is, uh, you, 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 you my humor is a wondering humor. You, you wonder, is he, is he being humorous or just being himself? It's a uh, stealth, you know. You know, I like to make jokes about Edwards. You know, actually, it's not even a joke. I say, you know, me and Ed, Eddie Snowden. That's a joke right there. So that's it for the podcast description. You know, I'm born, I was born a boar, but I was also born to tell a tale about a boar, uh, a person that became, you know, boar, boar that was born a boar. Uh, and that's the kind of, you say, geez, well, that's kind of like a bed. It's like a Lola, a nursery, r- roomy n- nursery room, but in story form. And you say, yeah, it's not a nursery rhyme for sure. Uh, though occasionally Scooter does like to rhyme, but it's more like a nursery room. Like, uh, it surrounds you with, uh, tones, meanders, wings of pointlessness, uh, goofing around. And he's like more like a nursery roommate. And I'd say, there you go, you nailed it there. Good job, Borling. Uh, yeah, I'm like a nursery roommate. And he'd say, Jesus, what is that? He'd say, you'll, you'll figure it out. If you listen to this podcast a few times, you'll figure it out. I'm your new nursery roommate. Like a nursery, nursery rhyme light, you know. Like, you know, you got it, you understand. And if there's the first few times here and you don't understand, if your brain has not started, like if you're, like, let's take a breath. Or two breaths, actually, there. And let's see, you know, if, if you're not, you know, if you're mildly irritated, you know, listen a few more times and see if, you you know, you, I can win you over. 
if you're more than mildly irritated, I'm sorry. I, I was trying to put you to sleep, but, you know. But I'm glad you're here, and that's what I want to do is help you fall asleep. And uh, thanks for stopping by. All right, housekeeping. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Uh, you can find older episodes there. You can comment on the website. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can uh, get me on Twitter at Dear Scooter, on Facebook at Sleep With Me Podcast. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson that does our music. He's over at Sounds Like an Earful Deck. I'm going to edit some of our episodes as well. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork. I want to thank, uh, uh, we have a Facebook group over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S. And I want to thank Alexandra, Laura, Julie C., Jennifer B., Rachel L. to the G, and Lida Lai, who moderate and moderate over there. I want to thank Latitude, who, who started our uh, subreddit. And then I want to say, uh, you know, one listener initiative, be like Babs. I want to say this week, be like Lorray, Lorray R., uh, who introduced uh, Janelle to the podcast, or Janelle, as I said, and uh, as I'll say, oh, that'll be in the thank yous, Janelle. And Larray, thank you. Wah, wah, woo. Uh, Larray let, let Janelle know about the podcast. And now we got one listener initiative. That's all we need. Thank you so much. I want to thank Lisa Kays, who's, uh, we're, we're having a little talk. Uh, Lisa is a social worker and an improviser in Washington. And she has a blog that explores the relationship between mental health, healthy relationships, and improv. improv Improvis- improv, improv, improvisation. There we go. I got it on the last uh, try because it was the last try because I got it. And we're working together uh, to just uh, so Lisa can say, hey, what the heck's going on with this podcast? So thank you, Lisa, for your interest. Check out her blog. It'll be in the show notes. Uh, I want to thank Melissa D., who wrote a nice uh, article about the podcast, uh, over at Science of Us. And I want to thank, and I had a nice interview we did a little while ago. And then I want to thank Emma C. over at Bustle, who wrote about the podcast. Thank you so much. And then I'd just like to ask you guys, uh, just to, this, this is, we'll be talking about this more, but I want to think about, you guys to think about, uh, not, not, I'm not asking you to trust me. I'm asking you to say, can I trust Scooter? Uh, and I'll talk more about it, but, uh, you know, I'm trying to, uh, as I work the podcast, I want you guys to all know I'm taking all the feedback I get, whether it's uh, anonymous or non-anonymous. And I always factor that into trying to make the most balanced show uh, I can between all episodes. So I know not every episode is going to work for everybody, but I try to have a balance. I try to make sure everybody that lets me know about stuff uh, I want you to feel heard because I do hear you. And I want, you know, I want to start talking about it, open this dialogue up because, you know, there are going to be changes as we try to make this podcast sustainable. Uh, but no, when I'm making these choices, it's like, okay, is this going to help us keep making the podcast that puts you to sleep? Like if we're going to make a thousand episodes of this podcast, how are we going to do that? And so... I'm not asking you to trust me unconditionally or even to trust me to say, hey, can I trust Scooter? Uh, I think that's like the opening of the door. Uh, And also know that I really don't know what I'm doing. I mean, be straight with you. I'm I'm doing my best. And a lot of this stuff with the podcast, I found it becomes counterintuitive stuff. So I am finding my way in the deep, dark night a little bit. I say, oh, well. 
uh, I don't know. I say, geez, that worked, but it was it went counterintuitive because I'm a bit of a, you know, I have about a billion brain bots in my brain. Uh, I even have brain bots, you know, in my, you know, this brain stem. And they said, oh, boy, uh, we didn't know, you know, the Swedes and the Norwegians said, we didn't know you could have brain bots down there. And I said, have you guys seen my uh, lymph, uh, lymph, lymph system? It's crawling with brain bots. And they said, well, we don't have the technology for that yet. And I said, you don't need it. I'm a living specimen. Uh, so that's it. I want you all to feel heard, okay? That's really important to me. And it's, But it's also important for me to ask for your trust, okay? So thank you so much, and let's get on to the show. All right, so we're doing uh, metastasis run-through number one. It opens with the bus at a gas station. It's a squeaky, squeaky bus. You know, it's the bus, the Escolar, the school bus. I noticed it was a full-serve gas station. I don't know if all gas stations in Columbia are first-serve, but full-serve. But it makes I mean, I'd have, if I was driving a bus, I'm surprised Jose, Miguel, or Jesse could park one of those things. Actually, at one point, uh, I was asked if I would want to drive the bookmobile because uh, I was trying to get a full-time job. I had a part-time job. And they said, well, geez, if you, why wouldn't we, we could make you full time if you drive the bookmobile. And I just laughed in the person's face, literally. And they said, I'm not emotionally equipped to drive a bookmobile. And not even close. I would have, you know, there's no amount of training. You know, once again, they'd have to send me to Sweden in some sort of barometric chamber. You know, just for the emotional, train me for the emotional rigors for the bookmobile training. And the bookmobile testing. And then my first run on the bookmobile, I might physically go out and physically come back. You know, but there would be a part of me at the first left-hand turn, the first right-hand turn, the first scrape against something, which would be inevitable. The first encounter where my, you know, internal, uh, you know, internal anger was set off. And then, you know, I I can't, I'm not, as I said, it just should have just stuck with the beginning. I'm not equipped emotionally to drive a bookmobile. But our friend Jose Miguel is, and then he, so it's a service station. Then he, after he gets the gas, he pays for it. It it seemed like he goes in to get the store. And it says store, it's got like a food counter. Jose's all smiles uh, to the young woman working there. But he's got no money, and he busts out the charm. And he almost gives up tattoo. I don't know what that means. Oh, no, he almost gives up, but he just keeps going. Then there's some, they talk music about Maximo, I think is the band. Then he's like, hey, what about this uh, methamphetamine I have? You know, what about trading that for a little gas and food or whatever? And he's still charming, 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 selling the meth. Cop comes in, you know, for... Gas and coffee or whatever, but Jose's not deterred. And he, he says, hey, you know, and she says, okay, let's do it. And she seemed to have, a, she seemed to be enamored with Jose's charm. And let's be honest, his, his good looks and his boyish charm, I would say. Aaron Paul, his middle name, Aaron, boyish charm, Paul, I think. At one point, you know, now it might be, you know, maybe he's more manly, manly charm. Aaron Charm Paul, I think, probably now. But he, as, as he played Jesse, 
you know, he's a human. You know, Jesse's a Jesse Pinkman's a character. But I'm saying when Aaron Paul, I guess I'm over explaining myself, but when Aaron Paul was playing Jesse Pinkman, Pinkman, his middle name was, and they say, okay, Scoots, just get, just move. Okay, I'll move on because that's the opening. And we're at Saul's 5050s, the episode title. We have a guy in a neck brace there. And Saul's all hands on, testing the neck brace, taking it off. I noticed his office, I mean, I noticed it before, but I didn't think to write it down. Is blue skies and clouds versus Saul. Uh, Goodman has the Constitution. Then Mike rolls in, and they're like, hey, is this a problem? And, and, and Mike busts out a tape, and it's Walton Cielo. They seem to be arguing, uh, and they can't believe the stuff Cielo's saying. Ernest? Oh, Ernesto. And then Walt says something, and it was Malo, Malo. And they say, and then we see a taxi with Walt arriving at work. Oh, at Cielo's work, at Silva Construction. And Walt checks in. She's like, the receptionist's like, you're going to have to wait a while for Ernesto. But then Ernesto, he really doesn't have, whatever office he was using didn't have, he doesn't have a lot of uh, boundaries. He, he tries to hide in the office right in Walt's view. Which, I mean, if, geez, if I want to work in a you know, workplace, I want to be able to, uh, you know, have some privacy. But, you know, if I was ever the boss, I'd say, no one can ever see me. And that, that But that already happened. I'm the boss of nothing. So they say, geez, well, you're, you're kind of the boss of the podcast now. Yeah, but I don't have an office. So they say, okay, well, okay, let's move on, too. But Ernesto tries to run and hide. Walt yells, you know, open the door. La Puerta, I think maybe. He yell he starts yelling, Cielo shows up, Walt tries to throw a plant through the door, but that doesn't work. And Walt gets tossed outside. Mike shows up, he says, Hey Walt, why don't you come with me for a little ride back to Saul's? And then Saul's like, Well, what are you doing, man? And then Walt Mike reads a magazine, he's just sitting there. And he but Mike's making noises while Walt goes off in the background little running, you know, non-verbal, verbal, what do you call that, auditory, something. He's making noises, I guess that was it. And Saul yells, and then Mike, Walt stares at Mike, and he's like, how'd you know? And then Walt yells something to Mike. Saul, you know, and then Saul, and then Walt goes after Saul. He's like, ah, bah. he's like really losing his cool. And then Mike says, well, you, you need to, you're out of this office. And Walt's just uh, uncontrollable. I don't know. Un, he's not uncontrollable because Mike controls him. He's not unconsolable. But somewhere in between there, you know, a word I don't know. I just looked up some words in it for, for debate and thesaurus. But not for this podcast, just for a tweet I was sending to somebody that I thought, I said, I want to impress them. But that was after. I said, I wish I would have had a thesaurus to And they say, well, geez, you got Google. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about Google. And then next thing we know, Mike's at Walt. He's taking out all his equipment, his listening equipment. Mike's talking to Walt, Mike's talking to Walt about an offer. Walt's asking Mike questions. I think Mike says, I'm just doing my job, man. 
And then Mike, before he leaves, he looks around his car at Walt's neighborhood, and he, he seems like he warns Walt, and then there's a mark in Walt's pavement. Next image we see is a dripping faucet in a classroom, and Walt's just staring. Kids are talking, and Walt's just totally out of it. He's he's in a he's in a he's in a haze. And Carmen rolls in. And she sees Walt's totally, you know, like just in some sort of dreamlike state almost. Uh, after that, we see Henry's packing a bag. He's got a really nice black shirt on, really sharp, with like a, not not white snowflakes, but that was the best way I could describe it. Some white image that's not snowflakes. And Maria seems worried, and then Hefe calls his boss. They found blue mess somewhere nearby. So Henry rolls out. Then we have Walt and Carmen. They're meeting, and Carmen's talking to Walt about what's going on. But Walt becomes this obsessed with his dog picture. Martine is a Carmen's dog's name. And then Walt just walks behind uh, Carmen's desk, but she's still trying to manage. You know, she she has some respect for Walt for a few more minutes. And he says, Etchies, I got to get a look at this dog, this Martine. Martine. And she says, hey, why don't you sit down? We're trying to talk here, you know. And then he sits on her desk, and he gets all flirty, pushes the hair out of her eyes. Already crosses the line. So he gets fired. And it just so happens that Jose, Jose Miguel's out front, right in the, well, I said, that's in the nick of time. He says, Ketal, well, puts the stuff on the roof, he gets in the car. And Jose's asking about the big money deal, and Walt says, no way, man. And Jose says, why? And Walt says some stuff, so, so Jose says, hey, let me show you this blue mess I made. And that creates a whole argument. Walt's all bent out of shape. And he says that, well, Jose's products, you know, no good. So Walt gets out of the car. And then Jose's mad, Walt's mad. So Jose's like, I'm just driving off. And the box of Walt's, uh, a stereotypical box of Walt's stuff falls off. Then we return to Silva Construction. Silva. Is it Silva or Silva? Uh, I don't know, but it was good. I wish I had an expert here. We just are too, you know. Yeah, uh, not Mierdas. Are we Mier? Bobotas. We're a couple of Bobotas. Me, me and Scoots, or Scoot, me and Drew, me and Andy. But in the office, yellow's kind of the object of the gas of milk, cold shoulder. But after that, she goes to her and Ernesto. Uh, you know, it looks like a late afternoon delight, early evening delight they had. And they're in bed, getting dressed, or Cielo is, and they both seem pleased, like very delighted. And they kind of flirt. They talk about the future a little bit, it seemed like. And up next is Henry and Gomez, and they're with this kind of tweaked-out guy. They arrested, totally out of it, this guy is. And Henry and Gomez, you know, try to get something out of him. And then they don't, or they do, and then Henry and Gomez are, Henry seems very on this Heisenberg white whale kick, and uh, Gomez is like, I think this is your white whale. And he says, I need Dastigo, not Ishmael. And then Gomez says, that doesn't, that's not a very good, I mean, he says, Dastigo's my favorite too, but, uh. 
you know, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. Uh, I'm, I'm neither. And Goma says, if anything, I'm the man warning Ishmael before he boarded the boat. But he goes, that's, that's the wrong time in this story. Uh, then we have the baby's room. And Walt's on the, in bed on the baby's room floor. He's looking glum. What is it? I'm surprised I came up with that word, glum. That's a perfect word for that. I mean, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying. And then Saul's on the phone. He, he, a lot of times you see Saul Bueno. He's, he likes to use a magnifying glass, which could become a whole, you know, it wouldn't be good fan fiction. It might not even be boring. Just, I guess more, uh, not fan fiction, speculation, but not speculative fiction. I'd just be like, well, what's he looking at with that? Does he, is he comforted by close-ups of stuff? Is he looking for insects? You know, who who knows, but he uses the magnifying glass a lot. Maybe it just helps him think, you know. Or, and this is not a pun, it helps him focus. You believe that? That's funny, and I didn't even mean it as a pun, I swear. But maybe it does, he's talking, he says, well, if I use this, if I focus on this uh, texture as wallpaper, I'm listening better. Okay, that's another book, uh, if uh, a lawyer, my lawyer's listening to this, the... Uh, I don't know. I don't have a title yet, lawyer. But you know, the focus, focus, uh, the focus method—that's no good. The looking at glass, looking glass—is that a looking glass or no? You know, put that in our para David or whatever para paralegal thing. And then uh, the looking glass method, looking glass focus. I'll figure out a book for it. We'll sell it as an e-book. You know, good. You know. You know, that's what they, you know, looking glass, focus on the looking glass. Now, they got to find something more guru-y. Oh, let's see, back to looking glass. So Jose sits like a cat, a canary, he comes into the office, he's so pleased. He drops that giant bag of blue meth on Saul's desk and he says, hola, 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 or something. I don't know how he said it, but that's what I wrote. Three olas. Gus here parks his car in a parking lot. Mike parks behind him and gets in Gus's car. He hands him a report on Walt's cancer. It seemed like medical blood. And then Mike rolls out to another assignment. Uh, then we, Henry can't get a oh can't get call out at gas station. I don't know what that means. He tries to get a Henry can't get call out at gas station. I'm pretty sure those are the words in the sentence, but there's no, you know, even I don't know what it means. Uh, tries to get Walt, the worker there to rat on Jose. He really grills her. He tries to get a description. Then he sees the camera. He says, does it work? And I think she said, but at first she says, well, when was he here, I think? And then she says, well, it doesn't work. And then he sees another camera outside that he thinks would work. Not woodworking, you know, wood, W-O-U-L-D, woodwork. Not woodwork. A woodwork, woodworking camera method. No, it's not a book. And actually, I, don't, I can't even write a book to make dyslexia, but... I can make up book titles, you know, and then lock them down. And then, you know, this will be, that'll be the next thing. So we're having a scoop. He did a sleep podcast. He started doing some weird trademark lawsuits. And then 
you know, he was already hermit-like, but then he actually became a hermit. They call him the hermit crab. The kids do. They like to throw tin cans at his house. And he says, and he always has a looking, he has a magnifying glass. He calls it a looking glass. And the kids say, a licking glass. And he said, no, a looking glass, not a lick. But, he, you know, Scooter mumbles, so it, all, it still sounds like a licking glass. And then the kids laugh. And then they say, how's the wood, how's the wood work? There's something. It was a sad, we're so sad for Scoots in the future. But back to uh, Metastasis Waltz at breakfast. He's staring Cell's reading the paper. Is uh, Waltz glaring at her while she reads the paper? It's quiet. Junior's clearly uncomfortable with this tension. Uh, Cell's reading an article. It looks like about soccer, or soccer stadium, or football. And Junior asks a bunch of questions to Ma and Pa because he's still trying to, you know, hold this family unit together. After that, we see Jose. Jose make the deal. Then we see Henry with his boss. Seems like he's trying to crack the Heisenberg case, but the boss ain't sold on it. But Henry's like, I figured out it's a mobile meth lab, a Bibliotheca Mobilia. That's a bookmobile. It came right back up again. It must have been what I thought of it. And he goes, there's not many of these things in Bogota, boss. And he's really putting a hard sell on his boss, and I think he got him. Walt then is watching some daytime TV. With his strange Hummel figurine that's in the scene with him. I mean, shares the, the frame with him. Like, wrapped around a lamppost. Almost looks like he's, you know, uh, doing something to the lamppost. I'm like, man, what's going on? But he's, his, his thighs are wrapped around the lamppost. And they say, that's what Scooter saw, you know, kids. Remember... That's just what Uncle Scooter saw. That's not really. It's just a nice Hummel figurine. And they say, well, it's actually a Hamel figurine, you know. But for a while, Mark Hamill started making his own figurines. But they're, you know, they're a little bit, you know, uh, anti-establishment. And they said, I don't know what he calls that Hamel figurine, but you have Walter Blanco collects Hamel figurines. But Walt sees uh, some TV reports, has a little flashback, and then he says, I got to go outside and get some air. And then the dude that works for uh, Goose rolls up with a bag of money and just throws it to Walt. And that's the end of the end of the episode. So there we are. Metastasis run through one. Thank you. All right, so we're talking about uh, Breaking Bad now. It's uh, season three, episode four, Green Light, which I just, I didn't realize that was the episode title for some reason uh, when I was watching it. And actually, we have a unique way, uh, we have a unique way of doing the notes tonight. So there might be a little extra noise in the background because I, uh, so last weekend, when you're hearing this, it'll be a while past, but last weekend was a weekend we did, on Sunday we did a live stream for uh, to show solidarity and to attempt to empower people, uh, especially people suffering in Paris and Beirut. Uh, but because of the planning of that, uh, my watching schedule was off. So some of this is done on a little notepad because I watched some of it in a cafe 
uh, late Saturday evening when I was on my way to do something else with someone that was in from out of town visiting my brother. Uh, so, so it'll be a little different for you. It might not be any different, but, um, uh, the episode opens at the big chief gas station. There's a Dr. Pepper sign. There's sneakers on a red pole. There's a cool cigarette sign, ATM, a giant Native American head. Uh, and then Jesse rolls in. He's all pleased, very happy. He gets gas at total 7970. And then he says, uh, come back later, Sarah. Oh, cause he said, he goes, uh, he goes, oh, I don't have any money. And there's this person says, oh, well, uh, you know, we, we have an ATM. He goes, oh no. And she goes, well, you could do a personal check. He goes, I'm in between banks right now. And he goes, can I come back later? I'm good for it. And that's when the stare comes in. But then Jesse seems to be uh, embracing his bad guy, you know, persona, because he gets real smooth. And she, the worker, she she seems like maybe she has a little crush on Jesse. She's like, you know, if it was my thing, I'd let you do it. But my dad, he, he's really an ex-military. He checks everything for the store always. And she's like, so I got to call him. You know, sorry about that. And then Jesse's like, hey, what if we trade? And she kind of smacks her lips. She definitely sees it. And he's like, I got this, you know, blue stuff. And he really starts to close the deal. He says, you know, this is like, she's like, what's it like? He's like, it's awesome. Maximum interesting. He goes like uh, action figure feelings. And just like, it's tight, man. You got to try it. And the police even come in there, the state police, but uh, Jesse makes the deal. And then we have a picture of Saul's roof with Liberty. She's looking pretty sad, Lady Liberty, on Saul's roof. And he's interviewing his client and his mother. Uh, he's got a box and neck braces. He's like, you know, let's lose the fact, you know, Antonio, you're, you're going to be discomforting. Because he's trying to neck brace. He's like, I can't breathe with this neck brace on. He's like, well, you need your breathing. And then he finds one that fits. And uh, he's like, tell us, mom. He's like, okay, give me, you know, cashier's check. And then spread the word. I'm doing class action. You know, find some more people. You know, even if it, he says anxiety, sleeplessness. I'm like, Saul, man, we should get into business. And then Mike comes in, and uh, Saul's like, is it trouble? And then we hear Saul, uh, uh, Mike busts out the recordings of Walt and uh, Skyler. And I didn't realize that I'd been calling Ted Benneke, Benneke uh, Bernanke, like to Ben Bernanke. So that's been a minute. You know, I think, I, I don't know if I've been calling him which one actually, but pretty sure I got it wrong. Let's just say it. Uh, totally planned out, you know, as a sub, you know, sub, you know, to try to subsume the military industrial complex, you know, mispronunciations. But Wolf's like, Ted Benneke, you got to, you can't be kidding me. He's a joke. And Skyler's like, no. And he's like, oh, yeah, you called my bluff. And Skyler's like, you know, I don't, I don't want a relationship with you, Walt, more or less. He's like, I'm not cooking meth anymore, Skyler. 
He goes, they did everything I could for this family. And she goes, fine, just keep telling yourself that if you want to make it better. And she goes, and you can keep your money. And then there's a garbage disposal. So I was like, what is that noise? And Mike's like, it's just a garbage disposal. And Walt's like, you think this is going to get me out of the house? He goes, go ahead with Ted. He goes, butcher, mailman, whatever. And Scatter's like, dude, you are alone. And Walt's like, I'm not going anywhere. And Scatter's like, that's fine. And then Saul's like, is this a bad thing or a good thing? And Mike's like, uh, wait one second. And he knows Mike was breathing through his nose. He's like, wait, wait, wait. And then I think Walt says like, he's going to go down there and talk to Ted or something. And the next thing you know, Walt's in the reception room. And he's like, I mean, Walt for Ted Burnett Benneke. And there's a sly smile from the receptionist like she knows what's going on. And then Walt spots Ted hiding out. And Walt is much more silly nutty in this scene than in uh, Metastasis. Because uh, Walt's like willing to wake it out and then he sees Ted. And he's like, Ted, I can see you in your office. Like Ted's trying to hide behind a plan almost. Like, And he goes, come on, open the door, let's talk. And Ted's like, oh, hey, Walt, I didn't see you there. I'm kind of busy. He goes, oh, yeah, you are. He goes, open the door. And he goes, just open the door. Let's talk about it. And then Ted's like, I'm not open, you know. And then Walt can barely lift this plan. He tries to, like, lift the plan. And then Skyler shows up. Walt has this unbelievable look as he's talking to Ted. Let me see. What did he say? Oh, Scatter's like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm talking to Ted. He go, and then he's like, yeah, come on. And then Ted gets thrown out. I mean, and then Walt gets thrown out. Such a failure. But I noticed, I was like, oh, as Walt gets thrown out, I'm like, oh, we love Walt again. Or I did. It's like the, the way this show goes. And especially rewatching it in, in the way, the manner I'm doing it. I guess I'm more critical of Walt than I normally would be and the first or second time watching the show. But between this and the, the stuff at work, it's like, okay, now I'm back on, Walt, on Team Walt. I mean, partially, you know, partially. So it's like, wow, how? I mean, I don't know, and I, I hate, again, I, I know I get in these fanboy things. I don't know if it's a fanboy, it's an appreciation because the the degree of difficulty to do stuff like this with, you know, all the collaboration that goes into making a show and all the different things that could be uh, mis, you know, messed up, it's just unbelievable uh, to be able to do stuff like this, have, us, have this character act this way, and then to have our feelings, or have my, I mean, I guess I'm just using projection, like my feelings change back and forth about Walt. Uh, but he's tossed out, he's like, oh, I'm calm. And then Mike just flies up in his car, he gets Walt in there. And then he's back at Saul's office, and Saul's like, what the hell is wrong with you? Actually, this never happened before. He goes, it's a cruel world, Walt. And he goes, you need to grow up. And Walt's like, I just wanted to talk to him. 
And Mike's sitting there in the background, looks like he's doing a crossword. And every once in a while during the dialogue, Walt looks back there. And then also they're going back and forth. Lots like, well, how'd you know about what was going on and where to find me? And so I was like, well, I'm just meticulous. And then they put gloves, glares, a wall glares. He's like, did you bug my house? And so I was like, well, basically you told me to, you know, I thought you moved out and, uh, He's like, I told you. So I was like, well, you strongly hinted I should. And Walt's like, no, 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 no. And Salt's like, uh, he's spinning around. He's like, no, no, we did our due diligence and kept quiet. And he's like, Walt, she stood by you. Why don't you see the ironical silver lining here? And he's like, you know, whatever she did. And then Walt, he's like, ah, ah. And then Mike has to escort Walt out, and Saul's like, you're fired. Or Walt says, you're fired, you're done, whatever. And then Saul says, oh, boo-hoo, I won't cook, cook mess anymore. And then he's like, I'm unplugging the website. No more money for you, Walt. And Walt's like, well, I want those b- b- bugs out. And then Saul's like, Saul, salt, Saul. He's like, you ruined a $300 suit, buddy. You just bought that. And then Walt is just, and then we, we like Walt, and then he takes up, a, he takes gall with Mike. He's alone with Mike, and he's berating Mike. And Mike's like, uh, he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, these things cost a lot of money. He goes, I wasn't listening. He goes, you're boring, dude. And then Walt's like, great work, great job, by the way. You're really an upstanding guy. Mike's like, well, I enjoy it. And then Walt's like, well, you could leave now. And Mike goes, get in his car. He looks around. He goes, you know, Walter, again, I love it when Mike says Walter, how he says it. You know, Walter, sometimes it doesn't hurt to have someone watching your back. And then we see there's kind of chalk marking Walt's address. Uh, and then the next thing we see is that Walt's clock's ticking. It's between 7 and 8. I think the minute hand is. I thought I wrote down the time better. Maybe I'm going to switch notebooks here in a second. We see a lab faucet drip, drip, dripping. And they're beautiful sounds, the clock ticking, the water dripping. The students just stare while Walt's totally drifted off. And the students have this what-the-heck look on the face. Okay, I switched notebooks. So in the classroom, it's 1125, Walt's sitting and looking at nothing. Turning heads, I don't know what that means. And then a student comes back. She must have gone to get the principal. Then Carmen comes in. She's like, uh, Mr. White? And then he says, hi. He says in a real high voice, what's up? And he has a world's greatest teacher mug, Walt. And then they go down to her office, and it's they do a little terry. She's trying to talk to Walt about the seriousness of him being. She's concerned. As I said, Carmen's a wonderful principal. And she's actually trying to get Walt's back. She's, like, trying to understand what's happening with Walt, but trying to meet the balances of the students and the teachers. And Walt's, like, looking at this picture. He goes, is that a Wheaton Terrier? And she goes, it's a Norfolk. And so then they start talking Terriers. Like It's like a good podcast. And also, Carmen had a ribbon, Walt no ribbon. And at some point, it switches this handheld camera. It's, it's moving a little bit. And she's like, you know, can you sit down and talk? You've been absent, and uh, you've been acting weird. I'm concerned. 
And she's like, should I call Skylar? Walt's like, oh, no. And then Walt, like, pushes her hair back, and he tries to, like, uh, he does this whisper on her, and then he tries to kiss her, or almost like, oh, he does a fake whisper, like, hey, I'm going to tell you a secret, and then he tries to kiss her, and Carmen's like, this is so unprofessional. And you can tell she's a combination of pissed and hurt and something more, because she's like, you know, I'm trying to help this guy. And it's just, Walt just behaves strangely and inappropriately. Uh, After that, we see the airport. We see a Wayfair airplane. We see Marie and Hank, or a Wayfair air sign, and they're in the car. They're talking about how, Hank's talking about how Super El Paso is promotions like being in the Super Bowl. Uh, Marie isn't purple. She doesn't say much. Then Hank gets a call. Uh, about a blue azul. You think that was after he got out of the car, then he gets in a cab. And then we have a great, great scene. Uh, Walt's fired. He walked. There's bird sounds. A lot of bird sounds in Breaking Bad have been coming more aware of those. And Walt walks out with his fired box, and Jesse's out there. He honks. And he gives a two finger wave, and Walt, like, lugs the box over. He can barely carry this box. And I noticed the school is pretty good because they had a science building. And Jesse's like, did you get fired, dude? And he's like, no, sabbatical, indefinite sabbatical. And he's like, should we go somewhere? Walt's like, no, no. And Jesse's like, can you introduce me to that guy? And Walt's like, what guy? The distribution guy. And Walt's like, no, 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 Jesse, you got to take care of yourself. And Jesse's like, no. he goes, I'm only good at one thing. He goes, no, that's not true. You're good at being sober. And Jesse's like, uh, I'm not going to use again, so I just want to get back in the business. And he goes, I don't need your help. I want to do it on my own. And he's like, look. And he goes, I, I, Jesse was so proud of himself and, and how he did it with reflux condensers, pH levels, you know, being careful, just like you told me, Dad. I mean, he doesn't say Dad, but he said, just like you taught me. And he goes, what do you think? Isn't it good? Didn't I do a good job? And Walt goes, what in the heck? He goes, this is my product, my formula. He goes, this is mine. And Jesse goes, it's ours, A. Uh, And B, I was going to cut you in. And Walt's like, no, 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 I cut you in. And Jesse's like, what are you doing, man? I thought you were out. I'm just asking for a favor. And he's like, no, I'm not going to lend my name to an inferior product. Look at these di- diameters. He goes, what did you use, platinum dioxide? And Jesse's like, no, mercury uh, uh, something, aluminum amalgam. And he goes, because the dioxide's in it. And he goes, well, you screwed it up anyway. I don't know how you did it. This is very shoddy work, Pinkman. And it's cloudy. I'm embarrassed for you. And Jesse's like, whoa, whoa, no, no, I've tested it. People said it's a bomb. And Walt's like, yeah, a bunch of losers like you. And uh, Jesse goes, fine, ass wad. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh, but it does. And Walt had gotten in the car at some point and put his box on the roof. And Walt's like, good luck, man. Jesse's like, I'm going to deal with it myself. Walt's like, good man, he doesn't deal with junkies like you. And Jesse goes, you know what, eat me. And Walt goes, any time, loser. And then he drives off. Walt's box falls. And, it, and I mean, as Walt picks up the box, it's tough to feel for him, but then you kind of do a little bit. 
A couple other moments was when Jesse was proud. Walt goes, what the hell is this? He shakes it in his face. And I loved how he said Pinkman. And also how Walt said, oh, they said it was the bomb. That was really funny. And then I say, I can't read this. C-A-P-I-E-R. That's not a word. But, oh, copier. Copier light. It is a word. And Skylar, she's got closed eyes. She's shaking her head. And then we see some workplace tension. Then we have Ted and Skylar uh, post-lovemaking. And Ted's all jokes. It's 6.42 p.m. And then Ted starts asking way too much probing questions. And then uh, Hank and Muscle, what does that mean? A double question mark. I don't know what that means, but they're in a... Uh, I don't know. The guy's name was Russell, though, I think. But the dude's breathing a lot. He's thinking hard. Uh, he's like, I'm thinking Mel, man. Dude's name was Mel. And it's like Hank and Gomez. And they're grilling him, and then they get... It's either Mel or it's an M name. That's all the guy can give him. And then there's a moment where Gomez tries to reach out to Hank and and because uh, Hank's like this is a lead and he's like a lead to what man? He goes I think you need to slow down. And he's trying to be a friend, but Hank's not having it. Then we have Saul on the phone chasing clients down. Uh, Jesse comes in, or maybe he calls. I can't remember. I didn't write it down. But he's like I told you to get this guy cooking again. It's too late. He goes, your partner is in, he gave me a bone contusion. And then Jesse pulls out the mask and he's like, what the heck? And Jesse's like, I made this. And he goes, can't you get a hold of the guy? Then we have Gus and Mike. Gus changes his glasses, I know, to notice for the weekend they're meeting. Mike offers his opinion on Mike. He's like, this guy's gone over the rail. This guy's a disaster. He's not coming back. Not on his own. And he goes, your friends are looking for him still. And Gus is like, does the lawyer know anything about this? He's like, no. He goes, if you want, he goes, why don't you just, you know, he goes, why don't you tell this guy? And Gus says, I do not find fear to be an effective motivator. I want investment. And then they look at Walt's medical records to find out. He's like, he's going to be around for a little while. And then Mike tells Gus, he's like, the Pinkman kid's selling some mess. And he goes, well, I don't work with junkies. He goes, I thought that's what you'd say. He goes, him and Walter split up. And then Gus is like, really? And he goes, yeah, they're like cats and dogs. And he goes, okay, do the deal then. Uh, then we have, oh, wait, what else? I put Gus's, oh, Gus's next move. That's his next move on Wall. Gus has got a Volvo. And then we have Hank on the road. His horn's ringing. He's ignoring it. He's going through a list of M names. The voicemail is his boss, like, saying, call me back right away. Then he has, like, the go gas station showdown with the worker trying to trick her. And she's like, he's like, what did she look at? She goes, he had really blue eyes. And she goes, really blue. And he goes, oh, okay, he was dreamy. I got it. And he goes, anything else? And then Hank, he's like, does this camera work? She's like, no. And then he goes out and he sees the ATM camera. He's like, bingo, I got to move now. And then Walt, we have Walt at breakfast. He's staring at his breakfast cereal. There's more bird sounds. Skyler's reading the paper. Junior's really trying hard to make a conversation. 
He goes, these eggs are great. And he goes, it's weird. There's no money coming in Dad's website. And Walt's like, well, people lose interest, passive-aggressive. And then he's like, hey, can I get a ride? Uh, Lewis has a doctor's appointment. So I know everybody, let's keep it, wor- you know, we don't need to be worried for Lewis because this is fictional. You know, probably just some sort of, you know, teenage checkup. But Walt Jr.'s like, Dad could babysit, you know, and watch Ollie. And Skyler's like, oh, boy, and, and probably not, no. And then we have Jesse making his deal, but it's short money. He's like, hey, there's only half the money in here, he's yelling. Then we have Hank in meeting with his boss, and he's nervous, but Hank's like, no, 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 I'm on the case. There's only 29 of these RVs in the state. And the boss is like, before, he's like, Agent Schrader, he goes, uh, are you going, all I want to know is are you going to follow orders and go to El Paso? They need you in El Paso. Are you going to El Paso tonight? And Hank shakes his head. He goes, no, I can't. His boss just stares and blinks, and he goes, you better get to it then. So, uh, you know, a little bit of an uncomfortable moment. Then we have Walt in the car. He's listening to the radio. The music is in the Valley of the Sun. And then this guy whistles, pulls up next to him, whistles. He throws Walt a bag. He goes, there's your half. It's a Los Pollos bag. And then he drives off, and we notice Walt's at a green stoplight. So I did figure out why the episode was called that. And then somebody honks and says, you move it. And that's the end of the episode. All right, so we have our language learning run through and our red pen run through, which have been combined. I'm going to go through our page here. First page, Saul says, swell, tatello, at some point. We'll, we'll get to what that means. I'm just looking for any non-Spanish notes. Uh, 50-50 is what the episode is called in Metastasis. And it's Escolar, that means school. Quarenta mil, 40,000. Oh, here's his sin effectivo, cashless. That is definitely a new word. It should be cashless, sin effectivo. And if you see a sign that says solo en effectivo, Devo, uh, cash only. So, you know, we see those signs. Those signs are more rare. But you do have to pay stuff. So solo en effectivo. Uh, como a media, only half. Uh, but hey, uh, yo te creo, I believe you. A jump in line, rock the body on time. Okay, yo, te creo, I believe you. Uh, did you just say Tanlin to two? That I'm so cute when I do that, that fake song. Uh, Tanlin to two, you're so cute. Well, te uh, uh, mete se man, uh, fumas herbia. Uh, put your man smoking herb. Uh, de Haria said, no, that's what I said. Uh, Fumo Aspiria, uh, smoke something. But how about this? It's a long one, but es como difícil de poner. It is as difficult to put en palabras en como, in words, is it as en palabras es como, in all of something. I got mixed up there. It is as difficult to put into words as everything is for me to do. Uh, Baba do. 
uh, and you'd see, you might say, geez, Scooter, what is this, episode 24, say, te, agudizen, 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 are you sharpening your Spanish skills? Well, I think I just answered that question. Mucho mejor, they may be better than before, they may be worse. And some of my people say, picar el cuello, you know, you always chop the neck off of words, proverbially. Per, per, you can't even, even in English, you do that. And I would say to you, cuando no te de la, when are you not in the, uh, you know, making mistakes zone or something? Uh, you know, operatado, it's tight in here in this closet where I do the podcast. And cutar and publico, I could remove it in public, uh, but, you know, then they'd say, keep your shirt on, sir. That's what they say when I try to take my shirt off. And I say, don't make me get physico with you, you know, and do my let's get physical dance off without, you know, when they say no shirt, no service. And I say, well, I'll just move to the Bay Area where you can't really take your shirt off because it's never that hot. And that solved that problem, the old uh, Qatar and Publico problem. Now I just got a problem with keeping my fly up, which that's, you know. And they might say, Sunday Hampa, they are underworld. And I would say, is that like a short XYZ, pull up your fly? Retropara, challenge me to check my fly every morning. And I would say, Metoka, it's my turn. Aguatarme, to put up with. Susia, your your dirty looks. Susia looks. Okay, I don't know what looks is. I should. Let's go through the next page to see if there's anything. Oh, the taxis license plate BB one two two three, and that's the only non-English one on that page. So let's go back to our Spanish. At Charme, I was lingering there, uh, Falta, but I, we we weren't missing anything. Así quedamos. So we were going to the next page. Uh, Yolo Asparo, I do hope uh, Demora might delay in getting to a point, you know, uh, helps you sleep. Uh, Kehago, that's what I do, Kehago. Uh, he asked, uh, there it is, the secret to the podcast. Uh, and we say, can you repeat it again, Scoots, because I'm trying to steal your podcast idea and get rich on it. What's your secret? I'd say media alago, average to something. That's, you know, that's my secret. And you, they, you say, what? I, I said, what's the secret to you? Yeah, media alago. You got to make a podcast that's average to something. You know, I, I was giving you the answer, por que usted lo ha pedido, because you asked. And I'd say, calmate, calm down. That's the, uh, you know, quitate, take off. Let's go. Let's go somewhere other than the barrier. Let's take off our shirts. You know. Let's say que uh, la abra with the open. Let our chests be open, men, women. You know. Let's uh, let's live. And I say, are you becoming new to scooter? No, just a topless of the list. New to topless is it, it probably probably not. It just uh, for me, I find shirts constraining. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you know, but, but can you let that go? Because that wasn't funny. It was true. You know, I, I am weird. Uh, and you probably, you know, anybody observing this taking notes would say, 
SNOS la actitude actitude de un hombre rational. You know, this is not the attitude of a uh, rational man. Now say bingo. Uh, one thing though, estoy camado, I am calm. Contigo with you. Now don't say that as a sign of madure's maturity. Uh, digo, I say, uh, portase, I behave as, you know, camado as I can. Uh, for hombres or mujeres, for men or women. Akello, uh, uh, that is not what I thought that word meant, that Akello, uh, that. I didn't. I would not think that would be Akello. And you might say, Kayadita? Are you being coy with me, Scooter? Kayadita? And I would say, I'm sorry, which part? Pierre, that loses me when you ask me questions. Akello, yeah, uh, Pierre, that loses me. And you might say I'm a pedazo mierda, a piece of something. And I would say, uh, 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 gusta a ese idiota. Are you going to say that? Espera, wait. I thought we were practicing kindness here. Uh, pues, puesto, why don't you post that on Facebook? Because I'm about to do something. What are you about to do, Scooter? Uh, le voy a hacer dos observar. Baciones. I'm going to make two remarks. Uh, uno, a veces es bueno tener a alguien. Sometimes it's good to have someone. And this part might get confusing, but que nos quede las balde que dejar de mirarse tanto. Look after us back to stop looking so. You know how they say that, look after us back to stop looking so. I think Shakespeare once said that. I think it was Gonzalo saying it to somebody else. And I think the answer was, oh, ombligo y estar atento a lo que. Uh, belly button and I, and be aware of it. Navel, and be aware of it. El ombligo e estar atento a lo que. It might be navel-gazing, it may not be. But pasa al redador. It's getting passed around, those sayings. But primero, lo primero, first things first. You know, es un bulldog francés. It's like a French bulldog. Cierto, true. Es no es Boston Terrier. But you'd say, en serio, really? And I would say, que tal? How are you doing? What's up? Temporal. Uh, is temporary at Charom. They can't, what they cast, these fishermen, what they cast, de egal, does not matter. And you'd say, Qualman, that man, he's a fisherman. And I would say, he eats so much fish, he's so sano, more, more healthy than us. Uh, conmigo, come with me, conmigo. Uh, ese dato solo, that fact alone that you're willing to eat and fish with me makes you uh, no degenerado, not a degenerate. In PDA, it prevents me uh, from doing um, Marta Locos, crazy combines. And Odiamas, don't hate anymore. Do not Odiamas. Because Repuesta, the answer is Mismos the same. We're only human. May boy, I'm going... 
to try not to ca- ca- crack up at this. Because the next thing says, Bigote Sabero, uh, you have a mustache brain, which is definitely the word of the decade. Bigote Sabero, you got a mustache brain. And the man once said, E acorde a apelito ir pirate K. When you say, saying, I think that guy's name was Pirate K. P I R A T E Q U E. That was his name? Yeah, Pirateke. This really happened. I'm not Hagali. I'm not making this up. Uh, Dono al dentro. All the damage within the Piestas Calleta, the cove tracks down at the cove where the fishermen are. Uh, you know, Bulbaria Loco. We'll all go crazy when the fishing comes in. We'll wear corbatas. We'll wear neckties. Para al futero. Futuro, uh, corbata para el futuro, neckties for the future. We'll figure out a way to, you know, market that. But then we'll say, we'll hacha, we'll take the axe to the neckties in symbolism. And maybe we need an abogado, an attorney for that. You know, peros and gatos. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have, I don't think we could put uh, corbatas on dogs and cats. And someone said, Javier uh, he has given Lindo a cute uh, phrase. Uh, uh, no sabia or raro. It's not known or rare. But sirbe, it serves. Wait, and donde and donde, where, 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 where were you in your point? Well, I was just about to say, your los huevos are great. The eggs you make are great. Repente, suddenly, I'm going to change subjects and say debido, it's due to, to get to a close here. As the boredom comes through my dientes, my teeth, sumitad, it's more than half done, more than it's half. Conmigos, but we caught, we caught the fish with the fishermen. Mobiles, fish are very mobile. Uh, muchos mas alta mobile. They're much higher than mobile. They swim. But you could say to the fish, Repuesta directa. I make a direct request. You know, estoy cerca. I'm around to eat the fish, wear neckties, whatever it is. But uh, esta un mitad, which we already said, this one's, ha- you know, this one's uh, over. Not half over. So thanks for stopping by. And good night. Yeah, I want to say thank you and good night to uh, Jennifer for her idea about the kids podcast. Andy Tastic and his family, Rebecca, uh, Brittany, Judy Kay for that info. Thank you. I want to say good night to Melissa D. Emma C. Uh, good night and thank you to Kath and Rudolph with the No So Bright. Over on YouTube, say goodnight to Harare. And then on, you, on uh, Twitter, Winnie, Winnie, goodnight. Uh, Brock W, goodnight. Whiting, once again, goodnight. Janelle, or Janelle, Janelle. As I prefer, how do you feel about Janelle? Janelle, Janelle. Uh, Lisa, uh, thank you and goodnight. Alexandra, 
for Alex uh, cited. Good night. Uh, Helen Z, a.k.a. Illusionist, good night. Uh, Lisa D, good night. Illusionoid, good night, and I'm sorry. Uh, Evil O, good night. Uh, Willow, good night. Or S. Willow A. Swillow A. Paul, thank you uh, for recommending me over there to uh, Winnie and Paul. Uh, recommending me to Allison Rosen, who's our new best friend. She's really great. So that was nice. Uh, Jason S. Good night. Uh, Acoustic Sheep. Good night. Uh, Zachary. Good night. Kelly S. Good night. Ingrid. Uh, good night. Thank you. Michaela, thank you for that stuff on, uh, on Marie's Purpleness. Thank you so much. Uh, Babs, good night. Ben, good night. Melanie, good to hear you're on the upswing. D, good good work taking care of your your M. Andy, Andy, Andy Tastic. It looks like Anderp in your name thing. Uh, Benji Box, thank you. Lisa K, thank you. Uh, Sammy, uh, Sammy T, good night. Kelly H, good night. Bryony, good night. Eli, good night. Uh, Brandon A, good night. G, good blue t-shirt, good, I, I know who you are, good night. Emily, good night, thank you. Pan Magazine again. Good night, Lida, good night. Uh, Keeney, Keeney, good night. Mike, good night. Steph, Bobby, good night. Stephen S, good night. Anna, good night. Uh, and good night, Mary and Amanda and uh, Julie C. Uh, we're on Facebook. I want to say good night to Nick and good night to Grant again. You know, Grant, I'm pretty sure you're, I know your other name. Thank you, Grant, though. Really touching. Shabby, good night. Or B to the S to the R, good night. Mike D with the super beard, good night. Uh, Julie C, good night. Uh, Ahab's wife, good night. Uh, Julie R, good night. Uh, Shannon S, good night. I want to say good night to Rachel M and good night to Megan M. Yeah, different, I mean, different, different M's, but you know, they both end in M. Wayne, 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 good night. Uh, Shelly S, thank you for sharing about the podcast. Uh, Marissa O, Claudia GM, thank you. Good night. Uh, Brenda, good night. Uh, Ted, my brother, good night. Lawrence C, good night. Uh, Joel D, good night. Melissa B, good night. Uh, Laura MB, good night. Laura, Laura MB. Lizzie S, good night. Thank you, Lizzie. Uh, ben S, good night. Stephen R, good night. And a few more iTunes reviews. Uh, I want to say thank you to Canyon AI, the artificial intelligence that runs your Grand Canyon, who says we're the best podcast. Thank you, Canyon AI. And it keeps getting better. Well, I keep, I'm trying everything I can to keep it getting better. Uh, UB. Oh boy, I can't, I gotta do a zoom on this one. UB. Uh, TDFTFFH. Ub. 
Tadufra, Tadufra. They say it totally works, and they're out in 15 minutes. Thank you, Ubi, 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 And then Balboa185 uh, says it's been a long, year-long, one-sided relationship. The podcast is pretty good in its ability to keep a balance on the tightrope of lullabies and verbal lullabies and entertaining stories. A suitor for a thinking persons with a good sense of humor can be open to and enjoy content that causes brain giggling during REM. Uh, thanks to everyone involved. Thank you, uh, Balboa185, for listening for a year. Thank you so much, and good night. Okay, um, thank yous, and good night for iTunes reviews. You can do that at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes. I want to thank Jude NYS, who says meandering and mesmerizing, love being put to sleep by scooter, especially breaking bad metastasis. Well, you picked the right night to be thanked. Yeah, uh, Scooter's got an eye for subtle nuances of acting and costuming, uh, and owls and cubbies. Of course, you missed that, but that's fine. Uh, I don't know, uh... How he's smart and topical. Don't know how Scooter holds down a job. Bare, I'd say barely, barely. But very appreciated. Thank you, Jude. Uh, best sleeping ever. This was a funny one. 150 Santos. And they said, uh, my first night sleeping was the best sleep I had in a month. Inspired me to buy a pillow. That makes me wish I had like a, uh, you know, it was like David Letterman. And inspired me to buy a pillow. I love that. So thank you, 150 Santos. Uh, WV Ginger, West Virginia, Ginger Mountains, take me home. You uh, uh, root herb roads. I don't know any other herb route. Maybe, uh, but anyway, WV Ginger. Uh, WV Ginger's got constant ringing in their ears, so they need noise to sleep. And this is a great alternative to TV. Boring and relatable. And their favorite podcast. Thank you. Uh, Weird and wonderful. This is from Mia, Mimi, and Maud. Was was that in, in, uh, not calling me bad, Belbiff DeVoe? Was that their first names? Mimi, Mia, Mimi, and Maud. A weird and wonderful, strange amalgam of nonsense and whimsy. I love the word whimsy. Uh, I do. And this is a, a long one. I better read this one. Uh, it's really well thought out. OB nurse NH. So we could figure that out. Uh, best sleep eight ever. Night shift nurse for over 10 years. Uh, pretty good at sleeping day or night, but sometimes, you know, they have to sleep shorter times because of family with children. Uh, the side effect is this at times where they don't have to be awake. Uh, they have a hard time, you know, if they wake up, they have a hard time going back to sleep. Their bodies used to short sleep and thinks that uh, awake no, is awake no matter what. And they recently began listening to podcasts with uh, to help with this in some degrees of success. But they realize that the tone and cadence of voice makes a tremendous difference whether or not it helps you fall asleep or wakes them up further. Additionally, oh, overall in podcasts, additionally they had to run run out of episodes of their favorite podcast. Uh, but then they searched iTunes for stories, stumbled upon it, became our podcast and became a fan. 
and they still have never made it through a whole episode. So Drew Scrooge's voice draws you and soothes your mind. Just interesting enough to quiet your mind, but boring enough to let you drift off and fall asleep quickly and easily. Never before have I rated something as boring as a good thing. And they've been telling everyone they know, especially night shift nurse fa- night shift nurse friends about the podcast and encouraging them. Good stuff, all natural, slightly addictive. Thank you so much. And then we have Sean LV double L. Uh, they love the podcast Magic Bullet for falling and staying asleep. And they have trouble waking up in the middle of the night, not being able to fall asleep. So that's a common problem. They use this podcast on a loop with a small plug-in pillow speaker that fits under the pillow. Thank you. Then we have uh, Mikalas Mikalas Five Mikalas Five. I, I think was that a uh, that was the can the only Star Trek to be canceled. Mikalas Five. Uh, a journey. Oh no! Wait, that was fan fiction again. That they, they said. They said Gene Roddenberry came. This. They said uh, it was this Halloween. They said he was riding the Great Pumpkin, saying no more uh, fan fiction scooter. And they said, but what about Space Station Michaelis Five, Gene? And he said it's Mister Roddenberry. And they said should be Mister Rotten, uh, Barry attitude. And then he's the great pumpkin drops some, you know, that gook, the pumpkin seeds come in right on my head. And then I said, rotten berry. Uh, anyway, but Mikalis 5, the person, hardly ever writes reviews, but they felt like they needed to write one for the podcast because they love it. Thank you. They've had trouble falling asleep for years, a late sleeper. Normally my voice would drive them crazy, but, but at bedtime, they're a believer. And now they fall asleep faster and stay awake, stay asleep a little longer. And if they wake up, I can lull them back. So thank you, Mikalas Five. And this works according to Zach Oh Eight Sixteen. That's a, a Zach S. And scooters helped break another streak of sleepless nights. It usually takes uh, thirty minutes to fall asleep. Uh, to my silly meanderings, enjoyable stories, but this beats the pants off of two hours of stress, eating, reading, tea drinking, and other things. Thank you, Zach. I know how you feel.